Welcome to Relationship Gold! I'm your host, Levi. And I'm Danielle. And we have an awesome segment uh, range for y'all today, which has to do with toxic. Yeah, toxic relationships. Wait, um, I said, wait, we're not doing the thing about battery acid and corrosion and all that stuff? No. Like toxic. Dang it, man. No. Okay, well. Okay, no, this go is ahead. toxic relationships. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, what is a toxic relationship, Danielle? So a toxic relationship is defined by Dr. Lillian Glass as any relationship between people who don't support each other where there's conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, where there's competition, disrespect, and a lack of cohesiveness. Now, she is a California-based communication and psychology expert who coined the term in her 1995 <clears throat> book, Toxic People. Uh, so she kind of knows what she's talking about. Now, while every relationship does go through ups and downs, a toxic relationship is consistently unpleasant and draining for the people in it, to the point that the negative moments outweigh and outnumber the positive ones. Uh, Dr. Christian Fuller, a California-based family medicine physician who specializes in mental health, adds that toxic relationships are mentally, emotionally, and possibly even physically draining and damaging to one or both participants. And these relationships don't even have to be romantic. They can be friendly, familial, professional. They can all be toxic. Uh, Fuller says that people who consistently undermine or harm or cause harm to a partner, whether intentional or not, often have a reason for their behavior, even if it is subconscious. Maybe they were in a toxic relationship. Uh, maybe they didn't have the most supportive, loving upbringing. They could have been bullied in school. They could be suffering from an undiagnosed mental health disorder. Uh, depression, anxiety, bipolar, eating disorder, any kind of form of trauma. Um, and that was the case for Miss Carolyn Gamble, a 57-year-old Maryland-based motivational speaker, who says that she fell into toxic relationships after a tumultuous childhood marked by losing her mother to a drug overdose, aww, and suffering physical abuse at the hands of her father. Which is never okay. Yeah, that's bullshit. When she grew up, she found that some of the same she found some of the same themes in her marriage to her now ex-husband, who she says became verbally and emotionally abusive. I realized in this life, regardless of the cards that were dealt, sometimes there are things we have to let go. She says, "Sometimes Glass says toxic relationships are simply the result of an imperfect pairing, like two people who both need control, or a sarcastic type dating someone with skin with thin skin. It's just a combination that's going to go wrong." Um, we'll see, Heidi Brock, a 46-year-old chiropractor living in Illinois, is familiar with these mismatches. She considers herself an empath and a people pleaser, and she grew up assuming that everybody was nice and everybody wanted what was best for you. Does this sound familiar to you, Levi? Maybe a little, Danielle. Oh, really? Where'd you hear it from? I don't know, Danielle, but, um, will you go ahead and give me your left arm? Why? Well, because it would make me happy. Yeah. See? Once again. <laughs> Uh, people please much? I do. I like it when people are happy. Um, instead, she says that her personality attracted controlling partners who forced her to sacrifice her needs for theirs and constantly work for approval that never came. Again, familiar to me. My first relation or my first marriage ended tragically. It really did. But hey, it was for the best. But it was go. it ended tragically. Um. So while they had different stories, Brock and Gamble both say that they endured the toxic relationship for years, underscoring that no two bad relationships are exactly alike. So some of the warning signs of a toxic relationship, uh, most serious ones include forms of violence, abuse, or harassment, which should be dealt with immediately. Yes. But in many cases, the indicators of a toxic relationship are more subtle. 
the first and simplest is persistent unhappiness. If a relationship stops bringing joy and instead consistently makes you feel sad, angry, anxious, or resigned like you've sold out, it may be toxic, Glass says. You may also find yourself envious of happy couples. Fuller says that negative shifts in your mental health, personality, or self-esteem are all red flags, too. These changes could range from clinically diagnosable conditions such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, all stuff we talked about before, um, especially around your partner. Feeling like you can't talk with, other, talk with or voice concerns to your significant other is another sign of something amiss. You're supposed to be a team. If you are keeping secrets from your team, it is because you are doing something wrong or you're planning a surprise party. And in most cases, it's probably because of the first one, unfortunately. <sighs> because surprise parties, you you don't have to try to hide them as hard. You're just like, eh, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, like if it's a present or something, you throw in a baby shower. That's awesome. Go ahead and do that because it's making that person's life better. It's when you give them that kind of stuff in a negative light that makes it worse. For example, I'm not going to tell you about my secretary that I am in love with. Or, I am not going to tell you about the new car I just bought and ruined our credit. Oh, that would be a big bad one. Oh, yeah. Or, I'm going to tell you that I have plenty of money in savings when I really don't have anything. Yep. Uh, Alright, so we have a little bit more. What? Nothing at all. <laughs> what? 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 This is how a good relationship has to work. We're supposed to laugh and say what? What? All the time. What? 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 All right, now go ahead. Moving on. By the way, I'm offended. You didn't rate my burp. I know it's on air, but come on. Actually, I forgot about it. Oh, I'm sad. I apologize. I'm sad. I'll have to go back through the recording. That burp. That burp will go forever rateless, and it's your fault. I just responded back with a burp that you don't have to rate because it was that I didn't week. want to anyway. It was that week. It, it was, was depressing. Like, that was the saddest burp I've ever heard. It needs to be... It needs a safe check, okay? It needs a well check. Go send some social worker to its house and ask it if it's okay. All right? Uh. There! See? It came back stronger. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but I can tell you these are signs of a non-toxic relationship. You can laugh everything off and be goofy, play off each other, stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, how many times have we just kind of either danced around the uh, living room or the kitchen or... Oh yeah, we're total dorks. Yeah. You know. It's fun to just let it go. Like, we play off each other so well, we try to keep our face straight. A lot of the time when we had our daughter in the beginning, we would bet uh, diaper changes. That's right. yeah. <laughs> we would do that. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Charlie. It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's kind of sad, but it's a good movie. Um, and in it, her and her husband have a baby, and they're standing by the the magazine stand, and there's this old lady that's got a gossip rag, and she's just reading it so intently. So they both look at each other and kind of like, oh, oh, okay, you ready? And then she goes, you can't leave me. Not now. And, and he's like, oh, wait, what did he say? I don't remember it. I haven't actually seen the movie. I don't remember. He was like, he said something there, and she was like, but what about the baby? He's like, I don't know. How do I know it's even mine? And she's like, <gasps> and so this lady that's watching this whole thing happen, who's standing in front of the magazines, is like going back and forth like a tennis match and just loving all this drama. Whoever cracks first has to change the next diaper. Ooh. And it worked so well. That actually sounds like something we need to do. Well, we did in the beginning with Paisley, don't you remember? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, acting off each other in order. Oh, yeah, yeah just for the hell of it and some oh, yeah. diaper changes? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
We already kind of did. Did you tell them about the uh, dog biscuit? Not yet. However, I do have a pretty damn good uh, video that probably will be going on your relationship world YouTube channel. Hell yeah. Um, but it, uh, I decided I was going to mess with the uh, drive through lady over at Walgreens while getting some uh, prescriptions. And at every Walgreens, they either have, like, suckers and dog biscuits. Like, or, for like, the kids and stuff. Yeah, they have dog biscuits for kids. It said for the kids and stuff. The stuff was the dogs. The kids were the lollipops and suckers. Okay. Well, apparently, you know, I, I guess I decided I wanted a dog biscuit. I don't have a dog, but I <laughs> wanted a dog biscuit. So when I asked for one, she gave it to me, and I just shoved it in my mouth and said, Thank you, and drove away. Yep. Chewing it and everything. It it's tasted horrible. Disgusting. <laughs> All right, I don't know how dogs can do that. Like they have a great sense of smell, and smell and taste are supposed to go hand in hand, right? Yeah. Yet they eat disgusting, sh literally yeah. sometimes shit. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can smell something we can't. That's like delicious. No, I'm not trying. It. I'm not saying you have to try it. I'm saying maybe that's why. I mean, seriously, our our dog. I'm saying that's part of their health problems. If they'd stop eating their own turds, they might actually have a lifespan that's, that's not 14 years. <laughs> All right? So diet and exercise is your, is your recommendation for that. Just saying, because of the dogs that do do, like, the healthy stuff, that do do. Man, I'm such you a You are child. so immature. No, uh, yeah, you uh, are what I <laughs> what, what, what I, I am. Uh, okay, well, the week's starting to work. I guess it's just a late bloomer. It is a really late bloomer. Okay, well, All right, whatever. so, hold on. Um, the next part was says, you should look, you should also look out for changes in your other relationships. Did I read that part? I don't believe so. Keep going. Okay. Um, or in the ways that you spend your free time. Fuller says, you may feel bad for doing things on your own time because you feel like you have to attend to your partner at all times. You cross the line when you're not your individual self anymore and you're giving everything to your partner. Finally, Fuller says concern from family or friends should be taken seriously, particularly since people in toxic relationships are often the last to realize it. And I can actually vouch for this because in the moment, you love this person. You want them to be telling the truth. So your brain looks for evidence of this, that it is the truth, and looks for patterns and just all that stuff. So if you're looking for it, you're going to find it, essentially. But if you're ignoring it because you're over here trying to tell yourself another thing, then it's not going to come clear to you. It's exactly. If you're over here being like, hey, I want I want this person to be telling the truth, the second that they come up with even the weakest excuse, you're going to go, oh, okay, cool. They explained it. Yep. And that isn't always the case. I, sometimes it's literally something they do to keep you dragging on the line um, because they're having their own bullshit. Yep. Well, Brock said that it was true of her relationships, which had perpetuated the damage for years, apparently. Uh, by the time I actually started realizing that I was in something that wasn't healthy, it was so normal to me that it didn't seem like that big of a deal, Brock says. You get paralyzed in it because you're just so used to it. The scary part is that they make you afraid of leaving them. They say stuff like, nobody's going to want you, uh, nobody thinks you're worth anything, you're stupid, you're going to be alone forever... Uh, you're worthless, stuff like that. Nobody else is going to be willing to overlook your flaws, all that junk. And it scares you to leave them, which makes it so that you just kind of get used to it. And then once you're used to it, the thought of leaving is scary because it's either something that you know how to deal with now, even if it's extremely unpleasant, or 
it's something that you have to change and that is unknown change is scary you're like what if it could what if it gets worse you know what if i leave this person and they start to uh you know the, their situation starts to get worse because they went into a worse relationship so that so thought also scares them away from that well yeah because you don't want your somebody that you really care about to go from bad to worse nobody does right. it Especially if you actually care about them. Then you want them to be with somebody who cares about them. And in that case, you're thinking you. So right. you're, you're over here going, if I'm there, then they're not going to get worse off. Yeah. For mine, um, my first husband had an opioid addiction that got so bad, he would have me go to hospitals and fake pain to get uh, prescriptions. And then I would be giving them all to him. There were times that I actually needed it because I hurt myself. And he would still take them all. Um, so, with his opioid addiction, he had told me that there was undiagnosed things and he was so miserable. I found out later he was actually ingesting obscene amounts of ibuprofen to make himself bleed pee. Or, sorry, bleed pee. Pee blood. <laughs> there we go. Um, so that the doctors would look at him. So, he faked all of that. That's just sad. Um, just so you guys know, though, I did want to put this out there. If you are in a toxic toxic relationship or any of this struck a chord, meaning it doesn't just have to be the like relationship as far as romantic, anything at all that's toxic. If it's your if it's your business, your like contacts there, go ahead and change jobs if you need to, or report them to their superior. There's a couple steps you can take. It just depends on where you're working. Um, if it is familial. Sometimes you have to cut those people out of your life. As much as you love them, they just are bringing you down. Yes. Um, and then friend-wise, those ones you can just kind of avoid. Yeah. You know, look for the toxic signs of friendship. But the rest of them really are very hard. Um, do you have a number? Yes. Uh, if you do feel that you're in physical danger or otherwise, you may need to involve the authorities. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is also available for 24-7 guidance at 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. Um, and that one, I believe, is anonymous, actually. Like, you don't have to tell them your name. Um, if you are calling in, obviously they can't, like, come find you unless you're, like, they, they don't have the resources to waste on tracing every call. Of course. And I've, I've actually seen a couple different ways that people have been able to get help out to authorities without alerting people that they're trying to get away. Uh, for example, one person called 911 under the guise of ordering a pizza. That was so smart. It um, now, of course, at first, the uh, 911 operator was like, ma'am, you do realize it's 911. She kept going, yes, I I'm aware. I would like a large pepperoni. Eventually, the guy caught on. He's like, are you in a place where you can't talk? She goes, yes. Um, can you tell me when that's going to be delivered? Mm -hmm. uh, and he started playing along yeah. and just kind of answering those questions, including um, the address and everything else, which was genius. Because yeah, delivery. Delivery. Um, another one is in case you are afraid to speak up on social media. You had shown me a thing about makeup. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, there was a thing going around Facebook where it says, I'm there for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, I'm there for you kind of thing for people who are going through domestic violence. For example, if you have somebody who's looking over your shoulder, you can't exactly say it. So it said, if you need help, inbox me about my makeup that I'm selling. 
obviously I'm not selling any makeup. So if they say that, I can make sure that I get your information to send, you know, your billing address and all that stuff. Right, right. So it makes it so that somebody else can call the police for you if need be, or the authorities of any kind. Of course, that's another way. I mean, that that's something that keeps people together. I'm one of those old-fashioned people that I believe if you're hitting your partner, you don't deserve that person. Um, and I have... I have gone out of my way to uh, make sure that if I see a guy hit a woman, uh, well, Danielle, what do you do? <laughs> call the lawyer. Yeah. I, I am old call school. Call the lawyer. Just call the lawyer. All right. So, that being said, um, did you want to talk about any kind of specific relationship that we have advice for this time? or? Well, I mean, there, there's definitely the familiar... Uh, famili- familial... Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but no, uh, the familiar... <coughs> la, la, la. Yeah, what I said. Yes, what, you, <laughs> what Danny said. Okay, sometimes just go with the wife. It works. <laughs> um, it has to do with some of the hardest ones. I, I know that me and you have both kind of had to deal with several different issues on that. Oh my god. Uh, so, actually, mine has been the last week, you guys. Um... So as I think we've gone over, because we've posted this in several different places. So some places have episodes that are exclusive to that site. I'm not really sure. We've kind of lost track of <laughs> which episodes have gone where. So until we can get organized, forgive me if I repeat information. It's kind of it's kind of keeping you up to date with who we uh, who we are. But um, I'll... yeah. So um, I was telling you about the last week. Sorry. Uh, do you mind if I finish that go first? Ahead, go okay. Ahead. Cool. So, the last week, I grew up Mormon, and everybody I say that to goes, oh, or I'm sorry. And it's just because, like, it is the worst place in the world, guys. Like, uh, we are going to be posting um, a video about that in detail up on the YouTube site. So, look for that in the uh, description, that link. Yep, definitely. Anywho. Um, that last week, though, I decided to leave the Mormon religion. Now, this has been in the last three or four months. I decided to leave the Mormon religion, and I announced it publicly on Facebook. Now, guys, my... We, we, they're Utah Mormons. Those are even worse than anywhere else Mormons. They are the judgiest people ever. Yes. And so, me coming out and telling people like that, that I think their opinions are bullcrap, and that I hate the fact that they're hiding abuse... Then, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, any religion or uh, anything like that that hides abuse is not out for its members, it's out for itself. Correct. Um, which is uh, the definition of a cult, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, that's why cult leaders, they're like the crazy ones. You always think about the ones with the Kool-Aid and, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid because it's poison. And that's because they want the money that you're giving them. Most of the time, the actual leaders don't participate. They want mass, mm-hmm. uh, masses of people to drink the Kool-Aid, and then they'll drink it themselves, but it'll be non-spiked. So mm-hmm. everybody else dies, and they're over here going, I got your money. Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I was just going to say that uh, because of the last week, I have had a lot of family members that I've had to cut ties with because they have been so unsupportive of that. Um, I went as far as to tell them all on our little family page that they do like a family newsletter type thing. Right. Uh, I told them all publicly exactly what was going on and what I thought of their response to it. 
and I told them that if they want to talk to me ever again, they know where to find me. But unless it's something positive, I don't want to hear it. Good job. It was very hard to do because uh, being from Utah, Mormons have a hive mindset. It's like mindless drones, guys. They're sheep and they just follow in the way. And I know that people are going to hear this and be very offended by it. And that's fine. You can be offended by it. All I'm going to say is go do your research, okay? I had to do it for myself before I actually believed it. And there were I went back and forth on whether it was true or not for a long time. But I finally left it probably about 25 yeah. completely left it. It wasn't like I was having beliefs but not practicing anymore. It was like complete bullshit. Um, and so because of that, if you're any different than anybody else, you were cast out, shunned, ridiculed. I mean, guys, I had people there who... Um, I was I was raped when I was 13, and the congregation found out, and I had people in the halls of my junior high school and my high school spitting on me um, because they all were trying to fit in with the fact that it was something to look down upon. So you can imagine how great my development years were. I left at about 16 or 17, and I ended up going to Missouri, which is another Mormon-concentrated area. Not as much at all, not even close, but... It didn't help. Uh, then I came to Colorado, and nobody here was pushy about it. It was really nice. Uh, until I started going to church. And then they all got pushy about mis... Or not miscommunication. What am I saying? Missing everything as far as... Uh, There's a word for it, but I'm stoned and can't remember it. That's fine with me. Um, but no, having to push those people out of your life, uh, getting back on that topic... Sorry. Is very, it's very hard to do. Uh, for example, I had to do kind of the same thing. Not for religious reasons, however, for, um, racial reasons, for a whole, uh, being bisexual, um, a lot of different things like that. Yeah. Uh, my... And it pisses me off that they're so unsupportive of you just being you. Yeah, you know, it doesn't exactly help confidence in any level. Uh, my great aunt, actually, is the one that I'm specifically, that my grandma, they're specifically the ones that are really being judgmental and then telling me that uh, I'm thinking wrong. Yeah, um, when I told my parents that I was bisexual, they are Mormons, so, you know, they had the greatest response ever. Mm. Um, they had, because the, Mormons have that whole pray the gay away camps. Really, like they would, it was like they were possessed or something, and Catholicism is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Um, I'm sorry, I keep getting off topic. Where was I? You were talking about how when you came as by your yes. Mormon Yes, uh, my stepdad told me that I was going to go to hell if I acted on it, and assured me that just because I have this condition doesn't mean that I'm going to hell, it's only if I act on it. My mom said... Honey, bi just means that you don't understand or you're not sure which way you're going. And since you've married two men, isn't it obvious that you're straight? When I tried to explain it to her, all she said was, well, I, it doesn't matter anyway. Just please don't tell anybody in Utah. It's extremely embarrassing. Well. That was literally her response. I was just like, oh my God. And then I found this song uh, by Anna Clendening. It was called, I'm sorry to my parents or something like that. Um, and I'll have to actually look it up later, but it was really good because it started saying stuff like, I'm sorry, mom and dad, I know I messed up bad, should have done, should have done better. Do you remember the song? Yes. Okay. Um, but one part I identified with in there was the sleeping on 
the couch trying to figure it out and not really knowing where to go from there. Um, it talked about being a disappointment. Let's see, I'm, not, I'm actually trying to go through the chorus, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> okay, so the chorus goes, um, I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. I know I messed up bad. I should have, should have done, should have done better. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, for all the time I had. To give my life, to give my life together, but I didn't. And then it starts talking about, like, how disappointed they are in her and how she's ashamed and how you're embarrassed of me and kind of stuff. I sent it to my family to try to tell them how I felt because they didn't understand my words. All I got was a thank you for understanding the embarrassment we feel. That is... Which hurt worse. <laughs> That is bullcrap. It really is. Mormons are so judgmental. Do you want to tell them the story about when we were there and you went and got coffee? Oh my gosh. We had went over to visit your grandparents, I believe. Yeah. And uh, while I was there, I'm a huge coffee fanatic. I mean, Danielle will tell you, I drink about at least a thousand milligrams sometimes a day of caffeine. Uh, and so I went inside to get coffee before we started driving back to Colorado from Utah. And I was literally getting a cup, and this lady walks over to me, and she's doing the whole, like, the tongue-clicking thing, and goes, good Mormons don't drink coffee. I'm not a Mormon. First of all, yeah, first of all, you're assuming I'm a Mormon. Second of all, you're passing judgment, which is against your code, if what you are saying is true about being like Christ. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jesus isn't going to knock your expressor out of your hand and be like, bad! He's like, I'm going to bitch slap this out of your hand. Boom! I mean, if anything, he's going to be like, hey, I need a, I need a cup that I can turn no, into coffee. No, you know what I think? I think that as long as you're taking care of your body, like keeping it healthy, right? it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Yes. That um, is... With the exception of, like, illegal street drugs. That's of course, bullshit. That, that is not drugs ever healthy. Drugs are bad, healthy. kids. Yep, never do drugs. <sighs> All right, so, uh, but no, toxic relationships are very hard to get out of, and... Thank you for that phone number. I think uh, we also have a texting line. I have not looked up that number yet. If you want to uh, go ahead and give me a minute, I will look that up. Yeah, in the meantime, though, I'm going to go ahead and go off on a little bit of a tangent on your own, uh, or on my own. If you are one of those guys that think that hitting women in a relationship is okay, first of all, I spit in your direction. <laughs> Honestly, I spit in your direction. All right? Women can take care of themselves, I agree with that, but you should not make it harder for them to survive. Alright? Seriously. And same thing, I know it's rarer, but same thing if you're a female and you think you can just beat the shit out of your boyfriend, don't do it. Alright, they do have feelings and they're gonna feel like if you're okay to hit them, it might be okay to hit you and then that just shows violence. Relationships shouldn't ever show violence. Alright, so I looked it up a little bit. It says that there are texting centers. You might have to see if it's uh, got one near you. Because okay. they're not actually national yet, it looks like. Okay, so... This is fairly go. recent, actually. Um, not, like, recent recent, but, like, fairly recent. I have heard 911 does texting. That's what I'm talking about. 
Okay, I thought you were talking about texting support lines for no, domestic violence. No, I'm talking violence. about, this was, I'm saying if you are in a situation of domestic violence and you need to get a hold of the authorities. Right, They okay. have a texting line, and that's what I'm saying. This is not nationwide yet. It is most of it, but not all. Gotcha. So it says, uh, text to 911 is only current and available, lo- or sorry, is only currently available in certain locations. The FCC encourages emergency call centers to begin accepting text, but it is up to each call center to decide the particular method in which to implement and deploy text to 911 technology. So it says how to contact it. Um, it just says basically make a call if you can. Um, it says if you need to get the whole text to 911 but it's not available, use a TTY or telecommunications relay service if possible. Um, and then... I'm trying to see if I can find a direct number because I think it's just 911 and then you send it. Texting message apps that only support texting with other apps. Yep, so you just 911. Okay. Well, send a text, guys. Yep, there are multiple ways to get a hold of the authorities where it does not look like you were doing so if you're afraid to do so. And like I said, for those of you guys that are out there trying to make it where you're a controller in a relationship by abuse, by manipulation, um, any of that. You need to, you need therapy. You need to figure out what to do with your life. And it, I promise you, if I'm the one that sees you hit a woman in front of me, me and you are gonna have more than words. All right. So moving on from the serious shit, uh, we were gonna do a little bit of the FML shower thought things uh, for familial relations. Yeah, go ahead. So today, my mom yelled at me for not pooping with the bathroom door open like the rest of the family. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> first of all. That's weird as hell. That's a little invasive. And yeah. in cases like mine, you don't want the bathroom door to be open. You don't. <laughs> you don't. I can second that motion. All right. Um, I've heard it's just a reverse air freshener. Yeah, you're stoned. Um, today I was called a horrible excuse for a mother just for buying formula for my baby because I don't produce any milk of my own. This is actually something that I have had a lot of trouble with, you guys, because I have PCOS. I have not been able to produce enough milk to sustain my child's nutritional needs over a period more than three or four days. And that is something that I watched her struggle with trying to do enough and, like, doing the pumps every single hour. Your boobs get hour. so sore, and I was trying so hard. I just you did really, not want to do it. Exactly, and that is not anything to do with you. There are people out there that literally just, they can't make their bodies have an issue. Well, it's not just that. The thing that pisses me off is that you guys are all judging based on nothing. Yeah. You're just assuming that she's like, oh, I'm lazy. I don't want to do it. What if that person has a di- has so many jobs because they're a single mom that they have to be able to leave it with the babysitter? What if they have breast cancer? Exactly. There are many reasons why that would happen, and you don't know their situation. Exactly. Same thing goes for discipline. I have three kids, and I handle all of them differently because that's what they need. My oldest, he has a defiance issue, so I have to be extremely calm and keep my word. Like, I don't threaten. I do it. If I say it, I have to do it because otherwise he does not listen. Yeah. My daughter, if I even raise my voice at her, she goes and cries in the corner because she is so sensitive. So with her, I pull her aside, I get her focus, and I tell her what she did wrong in a serious voice, and then we talk about how I still love her and she's okay, just don't do it again. And she always listens. With Dakota, you have to make sure he understands you're not playing a game because sometimes you ah, ah, don't you smile, stuff like that. Right. So when you go, ah, he thinks you're playing a game. Right. 
So we have to make sure that he's looking at us because he's smiling, but when we're not, we're shaking our head going, nope, mm mm-mm, not okay. And then we say something like sharp or gentle. Gentle means I need you to be soft because he's hitting something. Right. So we say gentle, and so then he pets it very softly. (laughs) He's the smart aleck. Oh, my God. So the other day we were um, on camera. I don't even remember what it was for. Um, And I posted a video on Facebook of the kids in the back seat and Koda was mad at me for putting him in his car seat because he hates anything that's restraining closed yes. rooms um the the car seat, what, yeah what i just elevators. said high chair anything that is in enclosed space or restrains him he hates it and so um and so he was over here in the back seat of the car and you had him on video. Yeah, and uh, so when I was talking to all the kids, I was like, Sawyer, say hi, Pace, hi. I went over there, and Coda wasn't looking at me. I said, Coda, don't you want to say something? He rolled his eyes and made the biggest head swivel I've ever seen him do, glared at me and goes, something, and then faces the window again very angrily. I could not stop laughing. This kid is two years old, you guys, and his attitude is out the window, and that I'm, I'm so happy to claim that that was because of me. That smart-assness is totally me. Uh, that is... You're a smart-ass, too, but I'm better. Unfortunately, it is true. You've had a little <laughs> bit more practice. Indeed. Anyway, so the mom-shaming thing. That's not cool. I have had uh, people in front of me that make fun of moms in front of them for paying with food stamps or WIC checks or something like that. And they start being like, oh, well, you're just, you know, spooning off the... Not spooning. What am I... Siphoning. There we go. You're off siphoning the off the gov- government. And you don't know her situation. Like I said, she's a single mom. You can't tell that by looking at her. Yeah, you don't know if maybe she's taking care of someone disabled. Yeah. You don't know if maybe... She's a foster mom. Maybe it's because she is over here uh, working two jobs but paying the bills, paying someone else's bills or something like that. There's different reasons, guys. So, keep your judgments to yourself. And for all the single mamas out there, keep it up. All the single mamas, all the single mamas, all the single mamas, all the single mamas, keep your heads up. Exactly. Yep, we gotta do that. So, today, I forgot my father's birthday. My father means the world to me. I just have a really shitty memory. So my mom called to make me feel bad about it. I mean, I've had people do that shit before. Um, It really isn't. I feel bad because I don't remember days very well. Yeah. Um, I have to keep calendar appointments. Uh, like, I, I actually usually ask Danielle, even if I have it on my calendar, I'm like, is this right? Because my memory is that shit. Um, what was I just saying? Mm-hmm. I'm joking, guys. I did remember for once. Oh, yay. Ironic. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so for those of you guys that are shaming because somebody forgets something, that's like shaming Dory a finding Dory. They're like, hey, why don't you remember where we are? And then she's crying, going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't remember anything. And you just want to cry and be like, I'm sorry, Dory, I didn't mean it. (laughs) And then you end up crying and hugging a pillow of Dory in Walmart and people are looking at you weird and you wake up and you're just like, I really need to take that medication to stop sleepwalking. Yes, you really do, because last time you woke up inside your pillowcase and just make... Don't! That was one time! Don't! <laughs> that was one time! Uh. <laughs> so, for all of you who don't understand what we're talking about, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I got prescribed Ambien. And if any of you are familiar with that word, you know that it is a bad, bad thing to be prescribed. It has made people do very random things, bad things, scary things, things that are out of character. For example, I know somebody who 
was sleep driving and woke up while they were driving. Shit. Yeah, so there's stuff like that. For me, I woke up wearing my pillowcase. Apparently I had cut a head and armholes in it, and that's what I was wearing when I woke up. Hi, Dobie. No, seriously. I was like, oh, all right then. That's interesting. I need to give you a sack. Shut up. Danny does not need a sock. So, this is the next one. Now, this one is a little bit more spicy, so little kids, either cover your ears or leave the room. Um, they gone? We, 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 we good? We good? We're good? Okay, cool. So, today, during intimacy, my boyfriend finished first and then tried to massage me so that what? I could finish too. What else is new? Yeah, guys always finish first. Sucks. It's good during a race, but not during that. Yeah, it's really not. That's not a race, guys. That's a marathon. Take your time. Uh-huh. Let me finish. So, while he was doing that, his grandma called. So, he started doing it one-handed while holding his phone and talking to his grandma. Okay, no. That's, like, the biggest turnoff ever. Uh, no. No, just no. Like, you're not even a girl and you get that, right? I do. It, like I said, I can see that from the other way. Yeah. Yeah, no. Today, my brother and I nearly made homeless, were nearly made homeless by a good friend and roommate because after repeatedly leading on my brother and admitting that she doesn't respect me all along, she and her boyfriend took off suddenly without a word of notice, leaving us to a house that we can't afford alone. Wow. Somebody say douchebag? Mm-hmm. Today, my grandma told me to fuck off when I tried to help her with the dishes. That's the whole thing. That actually is kind of funny. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it, it's not I'm cool. doing it. Fuck off. Yeah. It, yeah. All right, Grandma. Shit. Mom, why can't you have her attitude towards chores? For real. All right. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. We did that. So, I'm trying to remember where the other one was. I had a really good one on here, and I don't have it. You lost it. Yeah, um, so apparently they found out that their sister had been using their clippers to trim their pubic hair. Okay, that's that's wrong. If you have them specifically designated for that, I could see justification, even though I'm like, eh, but, yeah, no. Why does my trimmer smell so funny? Um, there was another one that I was going to read you guys. Today I decided to make an almighty breakfast of fried eggs and bacon. I couldn't find anything to flip the eggs with, so I yelled at my sister to go get me a spatula. She came back with a red spatula, and I used it. As I finished the delicious fry-up, my mom came downstairs and asked me why the cat litter scoop was resting in the frying pan. Oh. My. God. Yeah. Pretty damn bad. I was thinking those, uh, things of kitty litter were actually seasoning salts. Ew. Ew. That's not chocolate, is it? Just. Ew. So, did you have any uh, shower thoughts that you wanted to do before um, I, we go? I do, yes. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to make sure. Okay. So, while he's looking at that, you guys, just as a kind of recap for all the women out there, stand up for yourselves, please. Guys, if you're the one that's being abused, that's not typical statistically, but it is possible and does happen. Yes. But same thing goes for you. Stand up for yourself. You don't deserve that. And even if they have you thinking that, you won't later. It feels like the end of the world. As somebody who has stepped out of a relationship like that, it feels like the end of the world, but it does get better. It really does. So just hold on through that first really big wave of shitty every day, and you'll get better. Seriously, it'll be fine. You will feel so much better by yourself. 
And that is completely true because it's freeing. Yes. Um. Actually, I once again, I know it sounds crazy, but I was in a toxic relationship once uh, long ago. This person made me feel like I needed to be hidden and shamed a lot. Why don't we call this person gay? Okay. Well, gay um, made me feel like I was uh, I was an inconvenience, but I was the one working. I was driving this person everywhere, and uh, I was homeless at the time, so I had to sleep on their couch. Ugh. However, every time somebody would come over, they would make me either hide in the closet, or in the garage, or... Yeah, that's toxic. Yeah, um, and then I was coming home every night from working, having to park my car about a quarter mile away so no one saw me, sneak into the dead of night... And, um, trying not to get blood from my hands, because I was literally working my hands, like, cutting the shit out of my hands working in a dish pit, uh, to where there were cuts all over my fingers that you can still see. He's actually burnt his fingertips off to the point where his phone no longer recognizes his fingerprint the first time he puts it on there. He has to try, like, 80 times. Yep. And that just makes it really awkward whenever they try to fingerprint me at the police station because they think I'm a hitman, then they call the CIA, <laughs> and then the CIA comes this over. This guy has no fingerprints. Is he one of yours? And then, then the FBI is like, uh, not one of mine. CIA is like, nope. And then the IHOP's like, he might be mine. He works as a dishwasher here. And they're all like... Just so you guys know, he doesn't really work in an IHOP. No, but working. that's what we're going to call the restaurant because it'll make it so that it's anonymous. Yep. Uh, so that's cool. By the way, this is really random, but it has to do with a relationship and a thing. Go ahead. A restaurant. Go ahead. Did you hear about the Brad's wife thing? Oh. Oh my God! I know it was forever ago. ago. That happened years ago. I know, but it was so funny. Oh I'm, my God! I'm wondering if they ever got retribution for Brad's. I want to know if they hired Brad's wife back. I don't think so. Somebody needs to do a follow-up story on this. Okay, hang on. Find out what happened to Brad's wife. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's so, got- for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, while he's looking that part up, there was a thing going. because we're talking about relationships and restaurants, so... Well, either way, it, it's interesting. <sighs> okay, well, we gotta get to work on some other stuff here, guys. So, just remember, don't go for silver. Go for gold!